Did you know that you can live a life that's even better than the highest rank your company has to offer? My name is Emily Gibson. I'm a master network marketer and a certified life coach. There is more beyond the rank. And if you're willing to go with me, I can show you how. Let's go. Good morning, everybody. Oh, good. Look, we have little friends with us today, too. We love the babies. <laughs> You're so cute, Ani. Oh, her little blonde ponytail. Precious. Oh, love it. All right. We are going to jump right into coaching today, everyone. We're going to start with Noelle, and then we will do Laura. Does that sound good for everybody? Does that work? All right. Okay, Noelle, what can I help you with today? Okay, so I am looking to become more successful with Lexus. Okay. And I've I've done, okay, thank you. I've done well, but I kind of hit a slump in with doubt in myself. And I, I mean, I see everybody going on the trips and being so successful and okay, thank you and confident. And I want, I want to do that. I know I can do that. I just need some guidance. So tell me a little bit about doing well and then hitting a slump. Describe that to me. What happened? Um, we also, do you have like a disco ball going in your room? Because this is the greatest thing ever. (laughs) When I work out, I have it on and I didn't shut it off. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead. So I, we sold our home and then moved in with family for a year because (laughs) it took so long to find a house in the school district we wanted. So I kind of hit a slump of not so much motivation, but I didn't have a space to do a video and it was loud outside. I mean, there are excuses. I know that, but we're in our own home now and like motivated, dedicated, ready to go. I set up my own little office area in the basement and like, I'm ready to go now. (laughs) So where, like when you said you, you did really well in the beginning, I'm trying to understand how many customers did you have? How many, like, well, within the month of June, it would have been June, 2020. I signed up eight people in a month and that's the most I ever had. So I guess that's, that was successful for me because I had just started sharing And I want to grow bigger with social media and not be afraid and not really, I don't want to say don't care about the people that hate social selling or MLMs, whatever they say. I like the products work and I want to share it. And so you signed up eight in June and then now you've hit a slump. Is that? Yeah. That's what you're saying. I mean, I, 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 the community I moved into, I signed up my neighbor last (laughs) week and you know, I'm, I'm on a good track starting again. I just want to be bigger. Okay. So, um, you think the reason why you hit a slump was because you moved 
Yeah. And I didn't have like shared a room with the baby and I didn't have my own workspace Mm -hmm. and I didn't want to be in everybody's way. (laughs) Okay. And so what's the problem now? There isn't one. I just, I'm getting restarted. So I want to be able to do things better than I did the first time. And, um, okay. And when you say you want to do things better than you did the first time, what was the problem with the way you did it the first time? I don't think I reached out enough. Like I signed up and talked to people that I was really close to. So, you know, finding new people, talking to strangers, you know, at an event, like I want to do, like, I'm not afraid to talk to people. So that's not the problem. I just need to plan better ways and find ways in my area that I can talk to more people. Okay. It's kind of interesting (coughs) how your brain is like (laughs) looking at the past so much, telling yourself that you didn't do it the right way, but yet, um, you signed up eight people in a month. It's kind of interesting to me that your brain's like, yeah, it wasn't good. That's (laughs) not good. And we need to fix that problem. Yeah. And so I'm just sort of like interested in that a little bit. Well, and I want to be able to retain all the people that are you not? No. I mean, they, it was, it was tough. I mean, a few of them are wanting to maybe not order as much as they did as money being an issue talk about being an ambassador, talking about moving forward that way, but it's getting people to want to do what I do. Cause I would like to, you know, make the money so I can have all the products also. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's where I, you know, those eight people, I don't have any of them that are still ordering. Mm, okay. So that's the problem. Yes. So finding folks that maybe, I mean, it helped some of them, but they kind of just gave up no matter, you know, how much guidance or pep talks or information, they just kind of didn't want to anymore. Why? And why is that a problem? Because I want to keep all those customers or ambassadors with me. Should you be able to? I would hope so. How? Why? I don't know. I mean, I I felt like I was giving them all the information and answering all of their questions and reaching out to them, but it felt like maybe it wasn't enough. <clears throat> okay. Is it possible that you did everything right? No. How so? I mean, I can always learn. I mean, I, I don't know. (laughs) I mean, I was just beginning. I don't think I, I mean, I had great coaching on my end with the girls that I work with, but I mean, I can always do better. How do we know if you're doing it right? I don't, I I don't know. Like in your mind, if you're like, I know that I'm going to be like doing this the right way if this is happening. 
I guess if they continue to order and then they want to share with their friends and family. That's how you know you're doing it right. I think. (laughs) Okay. So in order, your result is reliant on them ordering and sharing with their family. So your success is reliant upon them. Partially, I think so. Okay. And what's the problem? Is there, do you see any problems with that? Well, of course. I mean, I don't want to depend on anyone else for my success, Mm -hmm. but when you're selling, you need someone to buy it and want them to be able to share it. (coughs) My cough drop is going to kick in here at any minute and I'm going (laughs) to stop coughing and it's going to be amazing. I'm allergic to all things fall, so I completely understand. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, um, it doesn't sound like to me that you have a problem in your mind with recruiting people, right? You're very positive. You, um, you're like, yep, we just have to figure out the right way to do it. Right. Yeah. And right now we don't know the right way to do it. I don't think I do. Okay. And, um, so in your mind, you're like, I don't know the right way to do it. Um, like your goal (laughs) is to, what, what is your goal? Like, where do you, how many, is there a certain amount of people you want to sign up? Is there a certain rank you're trying to hit? Like, what's the goal? I mean, the end goal is obviously diamond, but, um, you know, I'd love to do the next few months for my, bless you. Thank you. (laughs) The next few months to at least sign up three friends Mm -hmm. and develop one silver out of those friends would be a great goal for me for the next three months. Okay. Sign three and develop one to first rank. Okay. And when you look at doing that, my goal is to sign three and develop one to the first rank. What do you think about that? What does your brain think about that? Oh, it makes me feel good. I think it would be a very good way to maybe get my confidence a little better. (laughs) When you think about like, I'm going to sign three and develop one to the first rank. What does your brain tell you about doing that? I mean, I know I could do more. Does it know how to do it? Do you think I know exactly how to do that? I mean, I feel like I have done well with the girls and gentlemen that I have recruited as ambassadors, Mm -hmm. but I feel like where I really slump at is to helping them create their business. Okay, so I slump at helping them create their business. Yes. Okay. Because I feel like I would be able to help them, like retain them better as customers or ambassadors if they feel confident. I mean, they're feeling the same way that I feel, I guess. 
So sharing that and giving more help. Mm -hmm. So when you think I slump at helping them create their business, what emotion, a one word emotion do you feel when you think that thought? Sad. (laughs) Sad. And when you feel sad, what do you do? Try to figure out how to be better. Okay. Because outrunning it in the action line is what our brain does, right? We're like, oh, (laughs) we'll just work harder. We'll just, we'll just suffer more. Of course. Yeah. So when you say I work harder, what does that look like for you? I guess putting in more legwork, you know, talking more, asking more questions. Talking more to who? Uh, the ambassadors and then any friends or family feeling sad (laughs) still when you're sad, you talk more to people. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So when you're sad, cause I'm just wondering if maybe there's something else that comes in, like a different thought comes in (laughs) that's like, Oh, okay. We're going to figure this out. And then you feel motivated and then you talk to people. I would say yes. See, I want to know what you do when you're feeling sad. Reach out to Kristen and Tracy. Are those your up? Those your upline? (laughs) Yes. Okay. So reach out to my uplines. And what do you say to them when you reach out? I need help and ask for help. Okay. What's going on in your head when you're feeling sad about I slump at helping them create their business? I'm not good enough. (laughs) Okay. So sort of judging self. Always (laughs) working on it. Judging self. There you go. Being human again. (laughs) Judging self. What else happens in your head? Um, well, judging and criticizing is, I mean, I see everyone on, let's say Instagram and their successes, although I know that that's not (laughs) everything. I, so comparing to others. Yeah. Success. Uh, anything in your head or, or even when talking to your uplines, anything happening like, um, I'm, I'm never going to figure this out. Or if I don't figure this out, I can't be success- successful. Yeah. I mean, that kind of goes with my doubt, but, um, I try to snap out of it quickly, but I guess the thoughts are always mm-hmm. there. Well, it's kind of interesting when we're like, you know, snap out of it, right? It's like, we call it like interrupting a model in coach land, right? Successful people do this a lot. They interrupt their model. They're like, nope, we're not going to sit here for long. We're going to move on. Except sometimes when we do that, it means we're resisting the emotion. And when we resist the emotion we make it bigger and we try to outrun it in our (laughs) action line, right? Right. 
So we're like, oh my gosh, I'm feeling sad. I don't want to feel sad. Sad feels awful. I'm like sitting in (laughs) self-doubt and pity and judgment and criticizing and comparing myself to others. And I'm talking to my uplines and I'm thinking about how I'm never going to be successful. If I don't figure this out. And then you're like, I got to figure this out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, the interesting thing about all of this is that your result just in this moment, when you're feeling sad is I slump. Is it not? Mm-hmm. And it stems from this belief. I slump at helping them create their business. And as long as you believe that you slump at helping them create their business, energetically, you're going to run this memorized model. But at the same time, you're also, you've also trained yourself to interrupt it a lot too. Right. Right. Cause you're like, Oh, there's that feeling of sad. I'm reaching out to my uplines. I'm asking for help. I'm criticizing myself. I'm judging self. I'm comparing self. I shouldn't be doing this. So I'm just going to work harder. Yes. <laughs> and then we go into a totally different model and we resist this emotion of feeling sad because we shouldn't feel sad, right? <laughs> nope. <laughs> Why not? I mean, if you feel sad, you should feel it. But my thing is I try to, like you're just saying, I try to get rid of the sad and not deal with it. Why? I have no idea. Let's take a a guess. Let's take a guess. It's interesting, right? You're like, your thought is it's a fault that I'm trying to avoid feeling sad. Yeah. Why is it a fault? You shouldn't well, I mean, if I don't feel the sad and figure it out, then it's kind of always there. Mm-hmm. Okay. But what? I mean, being able to push through maybe isn't a fault, but you should feel it later. Maybe. I don't know. Should you? I would think if something makes you sad, you should address it. Why? To help it not make you sad anymore. It's interesting. Our brain's like, "Mm, we should allow (laughs) our feelings. So let's just allow them to get rid of them. (laughs) It's like, there's this like ulterior motive. Yeah. Right. The brain is so smart, isn't it? It is Mm -hmm. tricky. It's like, we need to Mm -hmm. avoid negative emotion at all costs, except (laughs) We know our prefrontal cortex knows, or it thinks factually that it like, it, it's like trying to outsmart itself. Right. It's yeah. like, oh, down here, your lower brain, your primitive brain is like, we don't want to feel sad. And our other brain's like, but it's good to feel sad. We should allow yeah. sadness. So let's hurry and feel it so we can get out of it as fast as possible. <laughs> it's kind of crazy, right? Yeah. It's fascinating when you like slow your brain down. In fact, one of the things that, that I noticed is that when you told me it make you sad, when you think I slump at helping them create their business, you said, I feel sad. And you got emotional. And then 
I said, what do you do when you feel sad? And you're like, I work harder, but you don't. That's like, you literally jump over mm-hmm. even noticing what you do when you're sad. Cause you're like abort, abort, abort. <laughs> yeah. Kind of interesting, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's why coaching is so powerful because it forces us to slow our brains down and it forces us to have awareness of what we do when we experience negative emotions. Yeah. Because we have to change the belief that is causing us the negative emotion that's driving our actions, that's giving us the result that we don't want, even if it's just happening for a second. Yeah. It is our our energy is energetically going to it and it's affecting everything. Right? Yeah. So this belief that you slump at helping them create their business is driving this result. I slump. Even if it's just for five minutes. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't slump. But just noticing that each time that you choose this belief, I slump at helping them create their business, you slump. Do you want to believe that you slump at helping them create their business? Well, sure. Do you think it's a fact? (laughs) Do you think it's a fact that you slump at helping them create their business? That's like 100% a fact. Why do you want to believe that? Well... If I believe in it, then maybe I can change it. I don't know. I don't know how to say it. (laughs) When you believe it, your brain thinks it's a fact, but it's a thought. And when you never thought of it that way, (laughs) when you choose your thoughts, you choose your results. Sort of like, The person who says, I'm never going to have enough money. I can't make enough money. Guess what? That's going to be your result every time. You're not going to make enough money if you think you're not going to make enough money. Right? Right. When you have a belief, money's easy. Money comes and goes. Money is um, simple. It's so fun. I create it effortlessly. If you believe that, you're going to make a lot of money. And there's some people that are like, no, no. (laughs) And I'm like, yes, yes. Right? The same thing applies to this. If you believe that you slump at helping others create their business, that will be your result every time. So challenging this belief, understanding that, really the circumstance, I want to sign three and develop one to the first rank, right? Mm -hmm. It's totally neutral. It's like, oh, cool. Like if I wasn't in network marketing and you weren't in network marketing and you told someone like a neighbor that hasn't, that knows nothing about network marketing, you're like, yeah, my job is I get three people And then I help one of those people get three people. They'd be like, oh, doesn't sound hard. 
<laughs> well, that would be their thought, right? Mm-hmm. It's totally neutral. That is a fact. Your goal is to sign three and help one person sign three. And then you have a thought about it. And that thought is creating your entire experience right now. And it's making you have these feelings of sadness. And then these beliefs about yourself that you're judging yourself, you're criticizing yourself, you're comparing yourself to others' success, you have self-doubt, you're reaching out to your uplines, asking for help, and you're slumping because of it. I slump is your result every time, right? You're not getting any better at helping people create their business when you do this. Right. There's not even an action that you're doing. There's not a behavior that you're doing that's working toward what you want to actually work toward. Like your goal is not in alignment with your result at all here. Right. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> do you like, but your brain's like super committed to believing that you slump at helping them create their business. In fact, you told me like, it's a fact, like it's true. This is true about me. Yeah. But you have, you have hit the first rank in your company twice over. Yeah. So is there another way to interpret that? Like what are other ways to interpret that? Because you believe that you slump at helping them create, but you've created it yourself twice over. Right. So how do you know that you're slumping? Well, I'm slightly stubborn and I try to like do it all myself. If that makes any sense. Again, those are just thoughts. And you think you're telling me facts about your personality. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I might know. I just don't know what to say. So let's look about it. Let's look at it this way. You yourself, like, let's think about what else is true. What else is true about you? Okay. So you believe I'm stubborn. I like to do it all myself. And that's the problem, right? Like your brain's trying to make sense of it. You're like, yeah, yeah, I can do it. I've done it twice over. I have sponsored eight plus people that, and it takes three people to hit the first ring. So three, six, nine, you can do the math. Like you've gone silver over three times. So you must know how to do it. Right. Right. But your brain's like, yeah, but we are so stubborn and we (laughs) have to do it ourselves, And that's the problem. That's why we can't help other people do it. That's why we're slumping. Because our brains, they are, our our primitive brain, our lower brain is programmed to figure out whenever there's a problem, it is programmed to efficiently figure out why it happened. And even if it's wrong, which it could be in this situation, right? Because it's just a thought. Yeah. It's possible that it could be wrong. And... Because of that, 
Even if it's wrong, it's going to seek evidence to prove that it is right, no matter what. It creates a story very quickly and then says, and here's why we are right. Well, we're stubborn. We're independent. We like to do everything by ourselves. And um, that's that's why I'm slumping. Yep. That's, that's why. <laughs> yeah, sounds right. <laughs> and then we're like, oh my gosh, like, and why can't I get ahead? Because <laughs> I keep telling myself that I can't. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to keep doing that? No. What do you want to do? Be successful. <laughs> Move forward. <laughs> okay. So I want to be successful and move forward. So what is that? Like, what would that look like? Describe to me what that would look like to be successful and move forward. Like, what would you be believing about yourself? Well, I wouldn't have doubts when it comes to, sorry, she's riding her four-wheeler. Oh, nobody cares. Um, It's fine. (laughs) This football and the four-wheeler, this is the most exciting session we've had. So this is great. Keep going. I would like to share like all forms, social media, you know, putting myself out there more and not having a doubt as to why and what I'm sharing. That is successful for me right now. Because I feel like once I engage more on social media, I mean, in person, I do well because I'm a people person and I'm not afraid to talk to them. But when I put myself out there on social media, it scares me. I guess I'm just expecting negative feedback before I even do anything, which is, you know, that process in my head already. Well, it's kind of, it's kind of interesting too, because there's this, um, there's this belief that when you're successful, there shouldn't be any self-doubt. And I know there still is, but like, talk to me about that. Cause you literally just told me, no. <laughs> I will have no doubt, no self-doubt when I'm successful. I guess I'm I should like, say in my mind, I'm like, <laughs> I am like, Super. I mean, I saw, I doubt myself every day and I consider myself to be extremely successful in many businesses. And I'm like, when do I get to be the point of this level of success that Noelle has where I don't self-doubt myself at that level? Cause that sounds really nice. So I, but you, I guess I should say sharing anyway, even though you feel like you have some self-doubt, but you share anyway. Okay. So it's not that, the absence of doubt. Yeah. It it's is the strength to do it anyway. Okay. Do it anyway. Hashtag do it anyway. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. So putting myself out there, even with doubt, The successful version of you puts yourself out there even with doubt. And you specifically talk about 
social media, when you mean I put myself out there, you're talking specifically about social media? Yeah. Okay. What else does this successful version of yourself do? (laughs) Makes more money. Okay. How much, like uh, how much money, like what does she do to make more money? What are her behaviors? Consistent. With what? Myself and. Doing what? Um, I guess reaching out to a certain number of new people each week, day. Um, Which one? Maybe learning new ways to follow up with current customers and ambassadors that would be more motivating or more open that they could ask more questions, I guess. Knows how to ask questions that are more motivating for what? For for them to want to share for their business. Can we control other people? No. Can we create feelings in other people? No, but we could help with tools, <coughs> I guess, is a good way. Of, like I, if I can offer good nuggets of information. And it's like, there's, this, take it. there's like this. Won't belief that when we create this superhuman for future successful version of ourselves, that then we will be able to know what to say to control the people. It sounds silly that way. (laughs) It's what our brain does, right? It's like, there's this like elusive creature out there. Yeah. I see this There's a lot that. when I coach moms yeah. over the years where they're like, yeah, I'm not being a good mom. And I'm like, Ooh, what's Why? that? Who is she? <laughs> Do I know her? Does she exist? Or it's like the Loch Ness monster. Yeah. Right. It's like, there's this Loch Ness monster that is successful you know, down the road in the future. And she has no doubt, no self-doubt and she makes lots of money and um, she knows the perfect question to ask people to get them to, um, to do the things we want them to do, which would be to sign up and then sign up other people. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's really no wonder We can't become her. We keep trying. We're trying so hard. We're like, action, action, action. Let's outrun her and find her. We'll we'll for surely find her. My kids watched this documentary on Sunday about um, uh, the Yeti. Yeah. And how the people in the village at the bottom of Mount Everest believe that there is a Yeti that will kill them and their animals and their children at night if they don't bring them inside. But no one's ever been able to find the Yeti. 
But the people believe that the Yeti exists, even though there's no, there's no way that life could live up on Mount Everest. And researchers and scientists have never been able to find any proof or footprints or skulls or anything. But people believe that it exists and yeah. their behavior is there and they're afraid. And when they're afraid, they bring all their animals inside every night. They, they don't stay outside. They bring their kids inside and they tell them they need to stay inside because the Yeti will get them. Like still right now and to this day, even though scientists have shown them there's no evidence of this. They're like, yeah, but the Yeti is there. And it's just what our human brain does. Right. We're like, we really believe it. Right. And our beliefs give us an emotion and our emotion drives our actions and our actions give us our results. <laughs> is it possible that, um, and I know you already said yes to this one. You said, yes, it's possible that I'll still have doubt as a successful person, mm-hmm. but I will do it anyway, even with my doubt. Right. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, um, this, I want to challenge this idea that this future version of yourself will know the questions to ask <laughs> as if there's like a right or wrong question. There's like some black and white thinking going on there mm-hmm. a little bit. So what I'm wondering is, is this future version of yourself. And I, I really, you're on the right track with this because you're envisioning yourself as this future self, right? Like, obviously I'm, I'm getting super nosy and nitpicky about what your brain is doing because I want to show you what your brain is doing and why it's holding you back. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're like, Emily, just like, let me paint this, this like picture of success. And we totally can except it's I, not going to fix anything. <laughs> I won't fix it. Exactly. Right. So do you, you, you said you don't want to believe that you slump at helping them create their business, right? So what does someone do that knows how to create someone's business? Like, let's just pretend you, you are good at that. Now you're really good. Every time you sign someone up, you know exactly how to help them get three people. Well, I mean, they have to want to get three people. Do they? Right? <laughs> I mean, I can't make someone do something. Right? I don't know. Can you? I can't make my toddler do anything. <laughs> um, I guess show them the opportunity. Okay. So maybe tell them. What does that mean? Explain to me what that means. Uh, Show them what, or like, give them the opportunity to grow their business and be there if they need help. What does that look like? What are you going to say to them? I don't know. 
See, that's why I think I know. I don't know. That's like why we're in a slump, right? Your brain's like, I'm in a slump because I don't know what to say. (laughs) Right? Yeah. So, but but when you you know that you need to talk about it, but then you're like, but I don't know how to talk about it, right? Mm -hmm. So what if just every single time that you sign someone up, you told them how much money they would make if they started with three people in 30 days? Yeah. Are you doing that? Yeah. Already. Mm -hmm. How are you saying it? Usually with a graphic. And that's not working. So they, I mean, a few people that I have been able to sign up want to grow their business. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. So that money was an incentive. Okay. So the, the the graphic part works as far as motivating people you found, but then it's the next part, the next part of getting them to do it. Or what do you tell them to do? I guess what I do, you know, reaching out, communicating with them, anyone that, you know, social media, sending messages, if people are interested or, you know, face-to-face giving samples and such like that. Um, You're telling them to do these things and they're not doing them or they're doing them and they're not working. They're only one person has ever done it. Okay. And so you are basing your success at helping others on other people's agency to take action. Correct. Which sounds ridiculous. Why does it sound ridiculous? Well, because I can't control what they do. I can only control what I do. But your brain's like, yep. And that's why we're in a slump and not successful at this. Correct. What else could be true? I don't know. Is it possible that you are doing it exactly the right way and you just haven't found the right person yet? Yeah. Why? (laughs) How so? Tell me how. I mean, I... I cry way too easily. I apologize. Oh, honey, um, this, <laughs> I always cry when I get coached. Are you kidding me? I like ball and sometimes like, oh my goodness. Like my certification coach, when I cry in front of her, she just like is like stone faced because she's so good at like staying out of the pool. And like when we say like, you know, not jumping in and being empathetic, she'll be like, just silent staring at me. And I'm like, <laughs> Stop crying, Emily. You're such an idiot. (laughs) Feel it right now. I mean, I feel like I listen to the people that are ranked higher than me that have done all the good things, but I need to be more consistent. And I do think I haven't found the right people that want to. You said you tell everyone about the graphic and the money. Do you not? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So aren't you consistent? Yeah, but I feel like I could do better, which I know is. <laughs> but you are, you're consistent. 
Like that's what's true is that you consistently, unless you're not telling every single person, but you told me you tell every single person. Yeah. When I, I give them all. So how can you do better if you're already telling every single person? I guess just. You're like, oh, there's a different way. I should have said it. Yeah. So, um, every time that I go out to breakfast, the waitress asks me if I want coffee and I'm like, nope, I don't drink coffee. She's like, cool. Do you want some water? Yep. Okay. Every single time she fails at getting me to order coffee because I don't drink coffee. Right. It's like against my religion to drink coffee. Literally. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have a problem. Like there's nothing wrong with coffee. I don't drink coffee. Mm -hmm. And imagine if she based her success at her job on getting me to accept a cup of coffee. You would feel like a failure. She would feel like a failure, even though she's offering it to me every single time. Yeah. She's like, see, I'm a horrible waitress. I can't get this girl to take the coffee. <laughs> that makes more sense as to she's what She's consistently I... asking me every time. She's like, oh, I slump at helping people order coffee. I must be saying it wrong. Why won't this girl take the coffee? You're right. Because they can't go into my temple for my church if I drink coffee. So even if I want the coffee and it smells so good, I'm like, oh, roasted brew. Just let me sniff it. I'm not going to drink the coffee. Is it because she's a bad waitress? Why is it? Because you don't want the coffee. I don't want the coffee. Yeah. You're consistent. If you are consistently asking, like you say you are, Mm -hmm. telling everyone about how much money they can earn in their first 30 days, and then you're telling them to do samples, do a post, do all these other things. And they just won't do it. That's not on you. And that's my problem right there. Is what? I feel like it is on me. You make it mean that you are doing it wrong. Correct. Big time. Yeah. And do you believe that right now? No. This discussion. They just don't want the coffee. They just don't want the coffee. Let it go. <laughs> yeah, but our brain's like so smart and it really believes that you're the problem. Yeah. So we have to challenge it. We have to challenge this belief that you're the problem. Right? That's deep. <laughs> we have to be like, am I? <laughs> am I the problem? Yeah. Is it possible that they're the problem? I'm doing every single thing that worked for me to do this. Yeah. And is it possible that they just 
this isn't the right person, or maybe I need to ask more times. Yeah, absolutely. Or maybe they just don't want the coffee. They just don't want the coffee. I had to ask my best friend since we were eight for three years to take the coffee, the coffee analogy. <laughs> Finally, after three years, she said, all right, fine. I'll drink the Kool-Aid. <laughs> and now she loves it. Well, it took me a year and a half to get her to try the products and then three years to do the business. And you're like my idol. So <laughs> it takes a minute. <laughs> I'm the Loch Ness monster. It exists in your mind. Yes. <laughs> I still screw up messages. I still do it wrong. Well, that's good to hear. There's no wrong or right way. There's just a way that we try over and over and over again. And we just keep going. And you just have to keep trying. Keep trying and keep asking people to take the coffee, please. Don't hear me say, ask once. I'm not saying that. Yeah. <laughs> keep offering the coffee till the day you die because sometimes they change their religion. You know what I'm saying? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I want you to have compassion for yourself first and foremost. Of course, I would feel like I'm failing. Everybody is like not doing what I want them to do. <laughs> and I'm basing my success off of their actions. And then be curious about yourself. Why am I doing that? Is that even true? Right. What else is true? <laughs> No, I ask every, I tell every single person about how much money they can make in 30 days. And then I tell them the actions to do, and they just aren't doing it yet. So I just need to keep asking and offering. And eventually I'm going to find the person who is so smart that they see it. Yeah. Write that thought down. Eventually I'm going to find the person that is so smart that they see it. Because the next person that you sign up and you tell them about the money and you tell them what to do and they don't do it, your brain's going to want to go, see, I slump at helping them create their business. And you're going to be like, and no. eventually I'm <laughs> going to find the person who's smart enough to see what this is. And then the more and more that you say that, the better and better you're going to get at not believing I slump at helping them create their business. Your brain will get so tired of hearing that. You'll be like, whatever, it's, it's not me, it's them. I feel like a <laughs> relief. Yeah. 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 Now go out there and do go out there and do great things with that. Yes. 
Keep challenging your beliefs. What were you going to say? I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. I said, you're good at this. Thank you. (laughs) Imagine if I based my belief in my success on your ability to change your beliefs. You'd probably cry. Probably. (laughs) I probably wouldn't ever try to help anyone. Which would be silly. Right. My eye is starting to twitch just thinking about it. (laughs) Hey, you're you're awesome. Come back and get coached again. I want to see what you do with all this. Okay. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> All right, Laura, you're up. Hello. Hello. You're not driving, are you, Laura? No, I'm parked. Okay, perfect. I can't <laughs> coach anyone while they're driving. So just know if you coach getting coached, you have to pull over because I yes. can't I can't be responsible for that. <laughs> I don't think I could focus if I was driving. Mm-hmm. I know. Okay. What can I help you with, Laura? Um, so for some reason in my head, I'm telling myself that I can go out and build all these relationships, but moving the conversation to Plexus or to the products, um, for some reason, something is stopping me where I just am not super confident in it, I think. Um, and Prior to just recently, I've always said, oh, my story is going to be the selling factor because I had really great health stuff um, with it. But now I'm at the point where I'm like, wait, how do I move the conversation organically from just building relationships to talking about the products? Is there an example of when this has happened recently? Well, I've recently I've really started reaching out to a lot of people just building relationships Um and kind of getting back into things because I haven't done much with the business a lot lately. And I just, I'll answer, I'll ask questions. I always end, you know, things with a question and then they stop responding. And then I'm like, wait, I don't know what to say. I don't know how to move it to even talk about, you know, what do you do? Health and wellness, you know, different things like that. It's, I don't have a like concrete example, but it's just, there's something blocking my head from moving the conversation forward. Like when's the last time this happened? Mm. Well, I, it just kind of happens. I feel like all the time where I just, if I'm talking to someone, even if I'm like, Oh, Hey, what do you do? And they ask me what I do. I tell them the other things that I do, but I don't bring up Plexus. And Who's so I the think last person you did this with, um, a gal that I met at the park a couple days ago. Okay. So met woman at park. What day of the week was it? Mm, Thursday, last Thursday. Um, last Thursday. And she said what? So we just, um, our kids were playing and we just started talking and I said, Hey, what do you do around here? Um, and so we started talking about that and then she asked me what I did. Um, and I explained some of the other things that I do. Um, but then I never, like I held back from saying, Oh, and I have a health and wellness company. Like I never. So she said, what do you do? Uh-huh. 
And you said what back? I said, oh, I work for the college. I do this and I do this. Um, I'm an early childhood community coordinator as well. So I said, oh, I do both of those. Um, And then I started in and asking her more questions about herself. Okay. Um, So you met a woman at the park last Thursday and she said, what do you do? And you said, I work for the college and I'm an early childhood uh, community coordinator. Mm -hmm. And you thought, I'm not super confident about moving the convo from relationship to products. Not at that point, but I, I felt like I couldn't even bring up Plexus. So and I don't thought, know why. your thought was, I can't bring up Plexus. Yeah. Something just held me back. I can't. And it bring... wasn't necessarily a thought, but I think it's something oh. I've, I've trained myself to do over the past couple of years. And I don't know why. You thought I can't bring up Plexus. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that is a thought. I can't bring up Plexus. Mm-hmm. Right. And when you think I can't bring up Plexus, how do you feel? It kind of, it stresses me out <laughs> Stress <laughs> because I, because I want to build my business. Okay. I really want to build it. And so I get stressed out. So you think I can't bring up Plexus and you feel stress. Mm-hmm. And when you feel stress, what starts happening in your mind? Or what did you do? You're sitting with the lady at the park. She says, what do you do? You say, I work in the college and I do the ECCC stuff. And I think I can't bring up Plexus and I feel stress. And what did you do in that moment? You changed the conversation back to her. Did I hear you say that? Yes. Yes. Okay. So change convo back to her. Avoid bringing up network marketing job Mm -hmm. and uh, products and why you do it. What else did you do when you felt stress? it's easy for me to turn the conversation to other people. And so once I started doing that, then I became more comfortable just talking naturally to her. So the stress of that kind of faded away as I was talking to her and had the kids as distractions. Right. But when you're feeling stress, you change the combo back to her. You avoid bringing up network marketing job and products and why you do it. Anything else we're missing when you were feeling stressed that you did? Did you like fidget with your hands or squirm in your seat or, um, did your palms get sweaty or. Not really. What was going on in your mind when you were feeling stressed? Were you thinking like, I don't want her to know that I do plexus because if she does, then blank will happen. You know, I didn't even think about that. That didn't even cross my mind. Mm -mm. So why were you avoiding it then? I don't know. Let's just take a guess. I think since I started Plexus, I've always had the mindset of, um, and this is a terrible mindset, but like, 
I'm going to share my stuff and people are going to come. And I, I, so I haven't really gone out and been forefront with talking to people besides like my family or things like that. But I've always just been really reserved about talking about it, um, even though I believe in it. And I think part of it is like, I, I mean, with everything you get negative feedback and I had a previous job where I was, I had high anxiety because I couldn't do anything right. And so I think that has kind of manifest into this where it's like, oh, I can't do anything right. People are going to get mad at me, all of that stuff. And I've been, I've been really working through that this last couple of weeks. So that's been really helpful. But I think that stems from a lot of it where I just felt like I couldn't do anything right. It's like so that black and white perfectionist thinking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a right way and there's a wrong way and don't do anything because it's better to do nothing than do it wrong. Correct. Yeah. Um, okay. So you met a woman at the park last Thursday. She said, what do you do? You said, I work for the college and ECCC. You think I can't bring up Plexus. You feel stressed. You change the combo back to her. You avoid bringing up network marketing job and products and why you do it. And your result is I'm not fully being myself. Correct. I did add her on Facebook and said, we'll get together for a play date. (laughs) So that was a plus. Mm -hmm. And do you want to uh, not be yourself? No. Around her? No. But every time we pick this thought, I can't bring up Plexus. That's our result. Mm -hmm. It's a huge, it's a part of you, right? But Mm -hmm. you're like hiding it. You're almost like being deceptive. Mm -hmm. Right? It's almost like I, another result is I deceive myself. Right. Which then in turn makes me feel guilty about sharing about it because I'm like, oh, am I, that is actually the exact word now that you say deceptive. It's because then I don't want to share with other people because it's like, oh, do they think I'm hiding that the fact that I do it? But you are like I am. Yeah, but I am. You are. You're, you're Mm -hmm. sort of lying to her, this brand new friend. You're sort of lying Mm -hmm. to her about Mm -hmm. who you are. Right. It's kind of, uh, you know, like one of the things that when we pretend to be someone that we aren't, we completely, uh, stop connection from happening. Connection Mm -hmm. cannot be present when we pretend, Mm -hmm. but yet our brains like, don't let them, don't let us, we'll let them see who we are Mm -hmm. because they might judge us or think something about us. Mm -hmm. Because when you think I can't bring up Plexus, what are you making it mean about you? That it's something negative. That what's something negative? The fact that I do network marketing. Mm, Okay. Um, Network marketing is negative. When really it's not. I mean, everybody does it. So why is network marketing negative? I think it's the connotation that some people around me have, which has led into the thoughts that I have. And what are those thoughts? You know, 
<laughs> like some people those, are like, oh, it's who too- are those people? Oh. Huh? Who are those people? Well, even it's funny because my my grandmother got started on some of the probiotics and stuff like that. And she's like, oh, is this one of those schemey things? And I was like, no. And then she's like, I'm like, because you know the products work. And then she's like, oh, it's one of those pyramid things. I mean, but she is older, so she doesn't really understand some of that stuff. But for some reason, even that comment just sticks with me and it shouldn't, but it has. Yeah. It's kind of fascinating. Grandma says, is this one of those schemey things in your brain? It sounds like, I mean, I would bet money on it goes, I shouldn't be doing those schemey things. And so then you become defensive and you're like, no, no, it's not. Hmm. The way I answer that question is I go, yep, just like Target. One of those pyramid schemey things, just like Mm -hmm. Target. Do you want to buy it? I love it. It's the best stuff ever. Mm -hmm. Totally did this for my health. I poop every day. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. I like that analogy. It's just like Target. I really believe that. Mm -hmm. I genuinely believe that. However, there was a time where I believed that network marketing was negative and I was embarrassed for people to find out what I did. And I was worried about what they thought. And then I started making like millions of dollars and I was like, do I really want to believe that, that network marketing is negative? And I was like, what else is true? It's totally blessed our family. We paid off hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt. My husband is here with us almost all the time. I mean, not all the time because he likes to mountain bike and he runs carpool for me and helps his grandma with her groceries and enjoy works out and does all the things he likes to do. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, but that's also true about network marketing. Mm -hmm. Don't all jobs have a negative side and a positive side? Yes. Is that also true? Yes. What else is true about network marketing? It can be, for me, a lot of it, even just the products and stuff was my health. I got my health back, but then I've been able to meet incredible people that I never would have met before. What else is true? That... It gives you the time freedom to do the things that really matter the most, like picking up your kids from school. If that's something that you really want to be able to do or to be at their sporting events, it can give you that time freedom. What else is true? Um, There's endless opportunity for growth. And yet what you're believing is more true is that network marketing is negative and we shouldn't be doing it. Mm-hmm. Why? I think part of it is I, I have not put in the work, so I have not seen the success that I had hoped to. So but I am seeing success, but it's not where in where I think I should be. So what? So, so then I feel like I'm adding more pressure to myself, basically living, living a deceiving life 
it's just yeah. adding more stress to myself. Really? Yeah. Sure. I deceive myself as in your result line. Mm-hmm. But it's not because network marketing is negative. Mm-hmm. It's because I can't bring up Plexus, that thought. Right. Right? Right. Can't you bring up Plexus? Yeah. I don't know. I mean. But like, why is your brain? We know your brain is telling you you can't because network marketing is negative and people will think what about you? They'll think less of me. They'll think less of you. Mm -hmm. So what? I'm learning that. I'm very much learning that I've in the last two weeks, I've really taken a lot of time to rethink things and to spend more time with personal development. And that's where I'm at now where I'm like, I, I shouldn't care, but you do, but I do. Right. Cause I'm, I've always been all about helping other people and putting their needs ahead of mine. And it's not helping you to tell yourself that you shouldn't care because you do. Mm-hmm. You're like, Oh, and I shouldn't care, but like, I really care so much about all people think cause I'm human. Mm-hmm. And, um, like I love Brene Brown's work in this area, how she talks about the second you actually stop caring what people think, like deep down in your core, you, we dehumanize each other when we stop caring. Like mm-hmm. it's normal to care what people think. Mm-hmm. I believe. But when I base, when I seek for their approval and their validation, that's where things get messy for me. It, I can care what they think, but when I base my decisions and I seek approval, that's when it gets messy. Mm-hmm. And I don't show up as my true self. Mm-hmm. And I don't like it when I'm not myself. Because mm-hmm. then I hate myself. Like, why couldn't I just be me at that park? Mm-hmm. This is like a huge part of me. I love it. It's changed our life. Mm-hmm. When I was a school teacher, I, I talked about it all the time. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, oh my gosh, I have this class of 23 kids. It's amazing. I work like 20 hours a day. I barely sleep. I like give everything to my work. And I never felt ashamed or like I had to hide it. I was like, and it's the best job ever. And I'm literally living my dreams. Mm-hmm. But yet when it comes to network marketing, and this was a stumbling block for me as well, I'd be like, I can't really be honest with people. Cause like, I want them to do this crazy thing with me. And if they knew how crazy it was, they'd never do it with me. Is it, um, but I'm gonna is it, you know, go ahead. And so really being curious with yourself (coughs) around why do I think I shouldn't be doing this? Is my grandma right? Not really. (laughs) What's wrong with those pyramid things? Right. And you can just practice saying things and questioning it and changing your belief around it till one day you will literally just be able to say, yep, 
one of those pyramid schemes, like literally we had some friends over for, they were new to the neighborhood. This was last, I think it was last fall. And, um, and she came over to our house and she literally said, uh, you know, I said, what do you do? She's a nurse. Her husband's in, um, real estate development. And, um, and they asked Sean, this is very common. What do you do? And he says, oh, I'm retired. And they go, oh, did you sell a company or something? Cause they look at our home. They look at the things that we've created. They go, did you sell a company? He goes, nope, it's all her. And they turn to me and they go, oh, what do you do? And I literally said, pyramid scheme and smiled. They still won't make eye contact with me at church now. And I think it's hilarious. I'm like, they, they, I want them to think exactly what they want to think. Mm -hmm. That's what I want. Cause I have the best job ever and they are totally missing out. She's going to keep working the night shift. Her husband's going to keep doing super, super high risk real estate stuff. That's doing, they're doing very well with it, but it's super high risk to be a real estate developer. It just is. It's part of the job. And I'm like, man, that must be stressful. Sean and I are going to go sit in the hot tub on Wednesday at 11 AM. Wish you could come bummer that you can't. Right? Right. I would not be where I am if I believed still that network marketing was negative. Mm -hmm. So challenge that belief within yourself. Why is it negative? Let your brain answer you. Like, get out of your head what you believe so that you can say, Do I want to believe that? And asking this question, What else is true? Right? Like, you just listed off. All those things that were also true. What I want you to do today before you go to bed on one side of the page, I want you to list all of the things that you think are negative about network marketing. Just list them all out. People think I'm salesy. People think it's pushing. People think it's a pyramid scheme. All the things grandma said and all the other people that think it's bad. Just list them all out. Just dump them out. And then on the right-hand side of the page, what else is true? Dump out all the things that you told me that are true. You can listen back to this recording if you want to listen to yourself again, or uh, it'll be on the podcast tomorrow, but it'll instantly be on my YouTube. So you can listen to it there, right? And you can list out everything that you said, and then you can list out more things that you didn't think of when we were talking. And you can look at those two papers and you can decide what you can decide. Like number one, you could be like, and maybe it's just 50, 50, just like any job. Maybe 50% of it is bad and maybe 50% of it is good. And isn't that like every job, Mm -hmm. right? Like my job in college, they paid us so well. We had great health insurance, but I hated that job. But I told everyone to go work there because it had the best pay and the best health insurance. And it put us through college. Mm -hmm. We all still, we created a Facebook group. Like after we all moved on. And it's like, <laughs> we called it slaves, the, the name of the company and the, I'm not going to name the company, but it was the name of the company with the word slaves after 
where we could just like talk about how much we hated that job. But yet we told, we literally recruited every one of our friends to work there because it was the best money and the best insurance. Right. Mm -hmm. So maybe every job is just like that. Mm -hmm. Right. So put them all down on paper. Look at what your brain's doing. Be curious about it. Have compassion for yourself. Of course, I'd worry about what people think. Like there's network marketing has a bad rap sometimes. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, so does, so does Wall Street. Mm-hmm. Yes. So do uh, lawyers, ambulance chasers. Better not be a lawyer. Because some of them are ambulance chasers. I've heard that they are liars. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. Lots of work to be done here. Yes. You're going to do so good at it. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Okay, guys, we'll see you back here tomorrow at on my calendar. I believe it's 1 p.m. Let me check really quickly. Tomorrow, 1 p.m. <laughs> also, if you haven't marked your calendar yet, I'm going to keep reminding on calls. October 20th, 10 a.m. Mountain Time. Put a huge star. I'm going to be doing a webinar on how to get in the zone and why you need to get in the zone right now in your business. Why there's no better time to get in the zone right now. October 20th. It'll be a 30-minute webinar. Anyone can come. I'll be sharing the Zoom link and the password as things get closer. I'll have a shareable graphic for you. But just all over your calendar, October 20th, 10 a.m., you are not going to want to miss this call. You'll be so sad if you miss it because, A, I'm going to teach you some amazing things that are going to blow your mind about how to get in the zone, how to be successful. And, B, I'm going to give you something really amazing with some discounts for the program that you're going to want to sign up for that's going to amplify it even more. All right. So mark your calendars down and I will see you here tomorrow. Bye guys. Who is your life coach? If you don't have one, I would be so honored to be your coach. I've created a virtual program called Beyond the Rank that I want to invite you to join me in. We can address challenges, we can work on goals, and we can do it in so many different ways. We have group coaching, individual private coaching, and hundreds of hours of online courses and content that I'm creating just for you. When you're ready to take what you're learning on the podcast to the 10X level, then come check out Beyond the Rank at emilygibsoncoaching.com.